Hi, we're the Sherpa sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna, and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created myenglishmatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write, and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes, and live workshops. The My English Matters podcast is an extension of all that we do. It's a place for us to connect with you on a whole new level. You can learn with us while you're on your commute to work, washing the dishes, or picking your kids up from school. So let's get started, shall we? Make sure that you are sitting comfortably, getting ready. This is what we're going to be learning. So we're doing the auxiliary verb. And um, although it doesn't make sense right now, I'm going to give you this concept first. The be, do and have verbs can function as the main verb or as the auxiliary verb, helping the main verb. It looks weird right now. You don't understand anything right now. So um, don't worry. I'll guide you step by step, okay? So our focus is on the auxiliary verb. And that means it's use as a helping verb. So this term here, if you're confused, auxiliary, why that word? It basically means the helping verb. What does it do? It's helping another verb, okay? All right, so let's do this. <clears throat> okay, so firstly, Firstly, for new students, this might be something new. For, for uh, senior students, this is something you've probably, you're probably already familiar with this. So first, to understand that about subject verb, let's do it first. There's an agreement rule here. So let's do it. So subjects, when we, we, when we create a sentence, we need subject, okay? When I'm talking about subjects, we're talking about nouns and noun phrases. So these are common stuff first I need to give you first. So common nouns are persons like the word man, woman, children, places, office, petrol station. Things can be pen, phone, glasses. Ideas can be nouns as well. Beauty, plan. And then we've got subject pronouns. Are you, we, they, he, she, it. Proper nouns are basically nouns with a capital letter, like a name or something, like Siti Norhaliza, Harry Potter, Malaysia. And indefinite pronouns can be everyone, somebody, others, and then noun phrase, which I'll be talking about the, uh, later on. So this is just a background. I do need to go through very quickly so that you can see, okay, these words, basically when it's in a sentence, it can be the subject. That means subject of that sentence, therefore doing something, which is the verb. All right. Don't have to memorize this, okay? Uncountable nouns. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to give this. Uh, maybe next, maybe in our handout. Okay. All right. So I was talking about noun phrases. So noun phrases are basically a group of words that function like a noun, that function in a sentence like a subject. So these are examples that I'm going to be uh, uh, talking about uh, as noun phrases. So for example, my spoken English is quite rusty so I'm using a this verb here is and then this entire thing in green here in lime green my spoken English that's the subject the proper proper name for it would be a noun phrase because it's a it's a it's more than one one word your presentation last night 
that whole thing as a subject was perfect. I have to use was because it's in the past tense. Understanding grammar, that's my subject, does matter. That's a verb. Um, and lastly, our decision to relocate to Oman, that's the whole, that's the whole subject of that particular sentence, is a noun phrase, has proven to be a wise move. Okay. So I hope that's clear. That needs to be that we need to get that out of the way first. Because the most important thing here is you see subject and then you see verb, same subject, verb, subject, verb, subject, verb. So subject. After a subject, there needs to be a verb after it. Okay? All right. So let's now talk about verbs. Verbs, because that's our topic. So the, thing, the second thing I want you to understand before we go deeper into this is the term verb conjugation. Verb conjugation. This means that verbs can change its form. And that's why it is tricky that's why people complain English is difficult compared to Malay because verbs change so much Malay is easier if Malay is your uh, first language so let's take a look at what our concerns are so here verb conjugation so verbs change depending on number singular plural person he she it they and then tense Past tense, simple tense, present tense, present perfect tense, and all of that. So this is where it gets complicated. Therefore, I put it in a table for you. And I'm telling you now, if you memorize this, then great. If you already know this, easy peasy. If this is your first time, pay attention. Okay. So remember I said subjects can be pronouns, or things, ideas, here we go. So in a sentence, we have subject like I. I is a subject. And if you want to use a be verb, we have am. And then if you want to use the do verb, we don't use, we use do. If we want to use have verb, we use have. So I am, I do, and I have. Okay? This is in the present simple. That means it's happening now. So I am excited to teach you. Okay, for example. If, I, if the subject is he, she, it, or uncountable noun. So uncountable noun is something that I cannot count. Like sugar, milk, gas, etc. If we're going to be using uncountable noun, we think of it as it. It's very easy. So if we're going to use the be verb, we have is, right? That means it is, she is. If you want to use the do verb, we have to use does. So he does, not he do. Okay. If you're going to use a have verb, we use has, right? So these are our variations, right? Number three, if we want to use you, we, and they, the B version is are, they are, we are. The do version is do, and have is have. All right, no difficulties that I think should be okay. But sometimes I have learners still get a little bit confused. It's not automatic yet. It's not a habit. It's okay. That's normal. Number four, this 
entire thing here is when we use it in the past simple. So sim past means it's in the past tense. It's in the past, happened in the past, right? So we lump I with he, she, it, uncountable noun all together. We use was, and then we use did for do and had for have. For you, they, we, we use were for the be verb, did, so easy because did is did, you don't change it, and had also, right? So as we can see, the most, the trickiest verb, which one? Out of the be verbs, the do verbs and the have verbs, which one has the most variety? You can see it's the be verb. Some of us don't even know. Oh, you call this a be verb? Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. So the subject verb agreement rule for auxiliary verbs are quite tricky. That's what I've said. So be careful. So uh, plural subjects, if you have plural subjects, they are considered, think of them as they. If we're using they, for example, the computers are new. They are new. Same thing. Clear? So I'm going to move on because now I want to talk about our first auxiliary verb, which is the be verb. So we're going to break it down for you. Be verb first, and then after that, the do verb and the have verb. All right. So let's go with our first verb, the be verb. <clears throat> so the trickiest verb. As I said, we have this reminder here. So be comes with am, are, is, was, and were. So remember earlier on in the, our earliest uh, slide, I said the be, do, have verbs can function as a main verb or it can function as an auxiliary verb. So I'll talk about this, right? So the main verb, as a main verb, sometimes the word is, uh, sometimes it's known as a linking verb because it links the subject with, the, with, with, with something else, subject, verb, and then something else. So for example, the children, that's our subject, are, that's the main verb, be verb here, as we can see be, the children are excited. So excited is an adjective, right? It is linking the subject with the adjective, okay? Which is describing how they're feeling, for example. The children are excited. And it's called the main verb here because it is the only verb here. There are no other verbs. So be clear on that first. Now, I want you to understand when we're talking about the auxiliary or the helping verb, there's going to be more than one verb. So take a look at this one. They, it's our subject, are, there's the be verb, going, that's the second verb, to Legoland. The children are excited, main verb one. They are going to Legoland. This is the auxiliary verb, are. And then going itself, are is helping the verb going. All right, so that means this is the auxiliary verb. And then this is the main verb, going to Legoland. Okay, I hope that's clear. That's clear. Why is this uh, important? You will find out. We have to go for the, uh, with the basics first. Okay, right. So the B verbs. Okay, I said earlier on there was about five, but there's actually more. I just I didn't want to fit in, in there. So here are some, I mean, some more. Apart from M, R, is, was, and were, there's also finally something that's spelled with 
B finally. Been, being, and be. So I say I say been, right? The Americans say bin. Sounds like bin, you know, trash, can, trash, the bin. But um, if I want, I say been, Amna says bin, right, Anna? <laughs> Pronunciation, doesn't matter, as long as you understand. So the only, um, like, everything else looks a bit weird, except for finally the B-E-N-B-E-N-N-B-E here. Okay, so now you understand. All right, these are the many forms. Okay, so now let's talk about the function of the B verb. Number one. The auxiliary be verb is used in the continuous tense. So this is what it looks like. If you're going to be using the be, it needs the ing form. Right, so pay attention. The be verb expresses the continuous tense. So what is, is there to help the main verb and the main verb must be in the ing form. What it does, the ing form shows that the action is or the situation is in progress or continuous or temporary at the time of speaking. So it looks like B plus verb ing. So we have tenses. Don't, for, don't, don't be scared of these names, right? Don't be scared of these names. You don't have to memorize the terms. But understand this first. So we have the present continuous tense. That means that we're talking about the action happening now and in progress. That's where we use B and ing. So you might see this in a letter. I'm writing to inform you that I will be away for blah, 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 etc. I am writing. I am writing. So you should not be writing, I am right, or I am wrote to you. Right? It has to be B and then ing verb here. So your turn, your turn. Very easy. Write in the chat. I'll give you a sentence. We, a B verb plus work, from home this week. We, give me a B. Give me um, work. Make it correct. From home this week. What's the answer? Remember many forms of B. But it needs to conjugate properly. That means it needs to be uh, changed properly. What do you think? Thank you very much. That's right. We are working from home this week. So not we are work or we are worked from home. No. Right? B with an ING. Yes. Excellent, guys. Okay. So I was talking about present, right? That means it's happening right now. When there's a present, there's a past. So past is obviously it happened in the past. But it was happening also, we're talking about the action in the past for a continuous state, right? It's, it's, it's happening for some time, okay? And normally, normally when we speak using this sentence, normally there's a second action going on, normally, when we speak. So I'll give you an example. I was, remember that's a B verb, watching the television when the doorbell rang. So something interrupted me. I was watching television for like three hours when the doorbell rang. So the doorbell is another subject. I is a subject. Doorbell is a subject as well. But um, because this happened in the past for doorbell, we use rang. We don't, we don't say, 
I was watching the television when the doorbell ring. That's like, whoa, your tenses are weird now. So watch out your second, uh, second uh, verb here. So coming back, coming back. Was is a B, watching, ing form. Da, 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 da. Here's another one, even though I didn't underline. So this is uh, our, another subject. And then past tense, simple. Okay, so you try, they be plus. Look for you, where were you? They were looking for you, not where are you? Were as well, this is another be verb as well. Okay, they were looking for you, where were you? It has to be, we're talking about the past, past. All right, common mistakes with a be verb. Don't worry if it's embarrassing. I mean, you do this all the time. It's okay. So I need to highlight that though. All right, mistake number one, missing the be verb with the ing verb. Remember earlier on I said, when you want to use a be verb, after that we have to have the ing verb because we, we're talking about, we're talking about um, using the active voice, which I'll be talking about later on. So here is a common mistake. I'm going to explain later. I'm going to explain later. What's, what's wrong? What should be in between? That's right. I am going to explain later or contract it. How would you say it? I'm going to explain later. Okay, that's right. You can contract it. Okay, next one. They stay late at the office. Missing be verb here. What should it be? They are staying late at the office. Yeah, yeah they are staying late. Yeah. They were staying. Can we have were? Aisha, they were staying late. I think you can say they were staying late. And they are as well. Hmm. Yeah. Both are okay, yeah? Okay, again, the pronunciation, if you choose to say are, contract, they're, they're staying, oh, that's a hard one. They're, they're, they're staying late at the office. Okay. Mistake number two, using the be verb with another verb that is not in the ing form. So this is another common mistake. Oh no, you're using a be verb here. And then suddenly another verb, and it's not in ing form. This is a verb actually. So what should we do? I appreciate your help. I appreciate your help. That is the correct answer. Right, so don't put I'm with appreciate. This one, common mistake. I'm fully agree with you. So agree is a verb. What should we do? Okay, I don't have the answer slides here. So you have to write this down. Delete M, okay? Remove, remove M to all together. Do not put a be verb here when there is another verb here. Same thing. Uh, not same thing. Um, yeah, number one and number two. So remove M here. So it becomes, I fully agree with you. Okay? So not I'm fully agreed. Can't, you can't do that. Or I'm fully agree. Absolutely uh, incorrect. Number three. Be verb here. And then is another verb. Is this correct? What should we do? 
she is needs your help should be she delete is she needs your help okay so pay attention here okay let's move on the auxiliary the auxiliary be verb is used to make the passive voice so the passive voice the, the formula is like this any be verb plus verb three so it's no longer in ing form no longer in ing form because we're using the passive voice so i'll tell you what is what the passive voice is okay so let's break it down so there's another way for you to use the be verb so this is interesting especially if you are in always writing technical reports etc so passive voice is basically when we're talking about the subject right is acted upon by the verb so it's not the subject doing the verb but now the subject is the victim of the verb <laughs> right so it's it's not doing but the verb is done to the subject so that makes sense and we, earlier on i talked about what the subjects are right examples of subjects so the structure is b plus remember i said uh, verb three the official name is past participle but i want to talk i want to use the verb three for today because it is easier to make the passive voice okay so wow no longer ing no by changing the structure, you're now using the passive voice, not the active voice, not the active voice. So, right, take a look at this one. I, subject, was, mm -hmm, he has to still agree, I was, but I was told, this is our verb three here, in bold here, it's not very clear, but told is verb three. To be here by 8 a.m. I was told to be here by 8 a.m. by the manager. Right? Not I was tell. Not I was telling. Right. So do you get where the action is? Is that clear? So if I want to change it into an active voice, I want to, change, I'm, I want to put the manager here. The manager told me to be here by 8 a.m. I was told to be here by AEM, by the manager. Okay, completely different structure. Let's do another example. The documents, all right, that's the subject. Were, because it's plural, plural were, signed. That's a verb three, not signed. We have to use ed here. Is that version verb three yesterday? Okay. The documents were signed yesterday by my boss. But if I want to change it in active, my boss signed the documents yesterday. The documents were signed by, uh, yesterday by my boss. Now your turn. We're using the passive voice. The company, is it was or were or is? Look at that singular. Found or founded. That's our second verb. Should it be found or founded in the late 80s? All right. So let's take a look at the correct 
answer. Okay. The answer is the company was founded. Founded. That's our verb three, not found in the late 80s. If you have difficulty, that means you need to memorize, write this in your note, uh, memorize the different forms of verbs. So we have verb one, verb two, verb three. Verb I just three want to is highlight the, um, the difference between founded and imagine if you wanted to say the necklace was found this morning. You wouldn't say the necklace was founded because Ooh. it's a different meaning, right? Because <clears throat> founded means in Malay, um, the asaskan. Whereas if you want to say the necklace was found, found is in jumpa in Malay. So it's two different founded, found, find. Ooh. That is brilliant. I didn't catch that. Thank you so much for adding that. And uh, I'm not speaking on behalf of everybody who's thinking that as well. I guess that's why there's a confusion here. Two meanings there are found. So assess, right? De assess. So founded is um, in this sentence is established or started, mm. right? All right. If you prefer that, you can change founded because it's confusing for you. Then the company was established, ed. Make sure in the late eighties, which is our verb three version. So not was established without ed or was establishing. The company was establishing. So to to know it is an active uh, passive voice, you can put by here. The company was established in the late 80s by two Malaysians. By, you have to put by for you to see. Oh, then I change it into active. Two Malaysians established or founded the company in the late 80s. Write that down. Just change it active, passive, passive, active so we can see the, the twist. Mm. So if you want to say found as in we found it after searching, then you can say the necklace was found this morning by Aisha. Okay. And then you change it active. Aisha found the necklace this morning. This morning. Yeah. Mm. So I think um, I highlight this because I also had this confusion few years ago so I just remembered it I was writing the biography of on our website so that's where the confusion comes so if it's founded as in established then use founded <clears throat> okay very good thank you okay so there we can see the uh, be verb can be used to do that um, making a pa the passive voice and we don't use ing now, we use the ver verb three version. Okay, now let's talk about B verb, um, using the B verb to form questions. So this is the formula. We put B at the front and then the subject. So to form questions, the B has to be um, at the front here. And then I've got the negative versions as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button on this podcast if you haven't yet. Now, if you'd like to learn even more with us, 
we have a free training called Speaking with Confidence, where we send seven tips to your email. You'll also get weekly emails with tips and lessons to help you improve your English. Join us at myenglishmatters.com.